I saw something interesting about um, RFK Jr. that um, I was just going to bring up. And it's really nothing more than just to confirm my my ongoing distrust of uh, politicians. But <laughs> there are some reports that he, he doesn't really own Bitcoin like he like he has implied that he owns Bitcoin. Um, you know, they. Like his staff writer wrote for him in that speech down at uh, the, the Bitcoin conference. Did he have exactly. a Wi-Fi? Yeah, because he he said. I mean, he he sounded like a Bitcoin champion when he was down there. But apparently, uh, from what I'm seeing, and I haven't really dug too deep, but uh, his wife owns some. Um, maybe and uh, his filings show his crypto holdings returned less than two hundred and one dollars. So well, that could also be like just some financial games to mask things. Maybe maybe he sold a whole bunch of shit coin at a loss and he's offsetting his game. Could be. But maybe, I, I, maybe he owns ten million dollars for the Bitcoin. Because <laughs> I, I think and he, I think, and he sold million. he sold nine point nine Does he have two hundred thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin? Um, it says here that he reported that he held downwards of 250,000. Yeah. But then that's like, he also said his, his campaign is accepting Bitcoin donations, although he personally did not own any of it. So there's some conflicting reports. And so I'm just, look, not that, you know, politicians are known for being disingenuous to win votes, What? but yeah, he, I mean, at the end of the day, the guy's a politician. Okay, I'm just going to put it to you like this. And politicians want to get elected. Um, there are a couple out there that are, you know, that want to get elected for the right reasons, of course. But he's a politician, and I'm not, you know, I don't know the man. You know, perhaps all of his intentions are completely and totally honorable, and he's at least bringing things into the conversation that are um, necessary for us to talk about. And he's definitely got some balls for some of the things that he's willing to tackle. But again, no, he also realized dad and his uh, uncle. Yeah. He's got some fucking balls for, to say some of the things he's saying. Oh yeah. I don't want to be in the same building with him. I'll just put it <laughs> no. to you like that. But, uh, but, the, but the fact is, um, you know, he, he understands that to win votes, sometimes you have to appeal to certain, um, subgroups of individuals and find your niche and this could be his way of doing that. But Gabe, find well, it interesting. Whole, Gabe, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, I love you, man, but fuck you for hating on the guy that's in the spotlight <laughs> of Bitcoin community. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, at the end of the day, he's buddy. saying the right thing. Whether he's mm-hmm. holding it or not, he's saying the right thing and he's pushing getting people that I think mm-hmm. wouldn't otherwise think about it. Um even if he's the least slimy politician, he's still a slimy politician. Just like it's yeah. true, man. And it only takes one blown up building to turn Harvey Dent into Two Face, man. Is all I'm gonna say. Whoa, okay, that's fair. That's fair. Hollywood reference. It kind of started off a little bit different. You gotta uh, roll with it, man. I'm tracking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say blow up a building. Uh, we've got enough targets on our back already. That's why we didn't start recording it. Yeah. Total movie reference. <laughs> Metaphor. Hypothetically. Yeah. Is a Christopher Nolan reference. That's all it was. Allegedly. Speaking of which, did you guys see that Napoleon movie that's coming out? Looks pretty wild. That's going to be dope. Made by the same guy that made uh, Gladiator. Uh, ooh.
cool. Can't go wrong there. Was that Ridley Scott? That's the makeup for trailer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's Joaquin Phoenix playing Napoleon. What? Yeah. I'm looking forward to the next F installment of Dune. Oh, oh hell yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so November we get Dune 2 and we also get Napoleon. Wow. November is going to be great. Yeah, cancel Thanksgiving, man. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, uh, welcome to Bitcoin Veterans, ladies and gents. Uh, We've officially started. It is 9.02. It is Wednesday, July 12th. And uh, this is Bitcoin Veterans. <clears throat> I uh, I love starting new shows because a lot of times you, you're kind of working your way into them. You don't know exactly how to intro them, how, what to say. Uh, this is a group of veterans, vet- veterans perspective that's looking at the world that thought, hey, you know what? Why don't we come together? Why don't we, we, don't, why don't we do this in a veterans Bitcoin uh, type of, <clears throat> I don't know, world lens and start helping a lot of guys find what we found, and that is a love for our fellow man, unity, this this brotherhood that we have together, some world perspective that's seen behind the curtain in a lot of really bad places, and uh, really has a, an ability to kind of shine a spotlight on, on this from, I think, a pretty unique perspective, and one of a unifying uh, place, and that is... That is, you know, the Bitcoin mission that we're on, uh, that we're, we're trying to spread uh, to everybody else. So welcome to everybody. Uh, I am joined by Alex Sanzik, Mike Hopart, Jordan, a.k.a. Operation Libertas, and Gabe, uh, the wise. Uh, welcome, guys. Appreciate you guys Gabe doing this. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Thanks for that. It's, it's, it's kinder than saying Gabe the old. <laughs> yeah, you can be old and not wise, Gandalf, that's for sure. Yeah. Gandalf, Thanks, man. Experience, I think. Gabe the Gray. We're going to move on for one of these sticks. <laughs> hey, we, we, we kind of wanted to get into a, uh, a, different, uh, a, different, a different flow a little bit and started bringing up the idea of doing some significant events. Um, I want to. I kind of want to carry off what Gabe was saying first of all, and then definitely get to Mike's uh, MB, MSNBC and the Nazi thing uh, that you brought up earlier. Uh, <laughs> Gabe, you were saying some pretty interesting things about uh, RFK and <clears throat> and the fact that he actually doesn't have any uh, any real exposure to Bitcoin. Uh, he came out down in, in you know Miami. Uh, during Bitcoin 2023 down there. And I mean, mm-hmm. it sounded like he had hired somebody that was really, really spun up on Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was great. I mean, his speech was fantastic. Uh, it was rousing. I, and it's as we were talking about a moment ago, it's, it's, a, it's great that he's bringing this into the conversation. And, you know, I'm thinking, you know, the more that I'm looking into this report, you know, they got a lot of this information from CNBC. And, of course, you always want to consider the source. And, you know, the more I'm looking into it, it looks like they're really just trying to give conflicting information to make people question whether or not, you know, to what degree he is invested in it, um, you know, you know, whether financially and or philosophically. But, um, yeah, that, and that's, that's really how I'm going to take it. Yeah. It really looks more like FUD to me than anything, the more I'm reading into it. Um, so, I mean, I don't have access to the, to the guy's uh, information, but, but I will, you know, I will point out that of course he is a politician and he is running for office and anytime that happens, 
the things that they say we should take, um, we should perceive through that lens that, um, especially when you're, when you're something of a fringe candidate, like he is. And I mean, I have a lot of respect, um, you know, from what I know about him, you know, his story, where he comes from, of course, um, you know, his, you know, the cojones that he has to step out onto the stage and to say the things that he says and to challenge what he challenges and for him to stand on the public stage and to, and to, um, be a strong, um, positive force in the name of Bitcoin. Those things are all awesome. Uh, at the same time, he's got to find the votes where he can. And that's how I'm, that, that's the way that I'm going to view him as a candidate. And, you know, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to shine too much of a negative light on him because, you know, if he is genuine in this, then man, that's awesome. That is fantastic. But, but it's my it, it's it, in my years of experience i've i've been a part of a few elections in my time and i will say that um you know it's 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 just strange how you know people will say things politicians you know candidates will say things at one moment in time and then they get the votes that they need and then you know the story changes a little bit after that so i we i would recommend to anyone to not um I guess pedestal him too much um, as a champion and to, you know, really appreciate and recognize the value that comes from the fact that Bitcoin doesn't really need politicians um, and Bitcoin doesn't really need the government. So, you know, if he wins, great. If not, you know, that's great too. Uh, Bitcoin is going to do what Bitcoin does, and it, it's it's going to do it without him. Like how are how are members of the Bitcoin community not sick of being used at this point? Like I think Elon should have been like the biggest glaring example of just being used. Mm-hmm. And then like like you were saying like just like I agree with a lot of what you were saying. Like Robert F. Kennedy Jr. He's talking about a lot of good stuff, but like in Vivek, he's another good one. Ramaswamy, like. They're all like cool. They might like Bitcoin guys, but wake up! Like they're using the community for their own benefit. They're gonna use you and throw you away, just like some like college interaction of just getting used for sex and then going on to the next thing. Like, how are you not sick of it? I, I'm, I'm hearing I'm hearing college interaction PTSD from Mike right now. Yeah. We'll talk about this later, <laughs> and we'll do an intervention. I'm sorry you were used like that. I'm not Mike. just a piece of meat, guys. You objected to being used in college, <laughs> man. We, hey, when it happens long enough, you, you you start to dislike it. Different experiences, aside from Bitcoin and RFK, I I kind of find it very very interesting right now that RFK being this extremely, I think fit, you you know, like mentally fit, physically fit guy that looks like he actually Nazi. give gives a shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, just just in general, isn't like this giant gift wrap to the Democratic Party. And, you know, like politics aside, just I mean, what you're dealing with right now, who is the the man who's you know seeking reelection and how terrible the optics are. I mean, I mean, as much as you have the entire propaganda machine just, you know, still fawning over, uh, you know, him and Kamala, la, 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 la. The, the the whole thing is it, it is it's a it's such a bad joke. You're just like this. This is the best thing that could have ever happened to the Democratic Party, and nobody 
Like, and they're saying nay, nay. Not only nay, nay, but like you know, the 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 assault that they're having on his character and the the absolute lies, and that's that, that's what I can't like. I'm looking at this. And What's I'm going. What's the latest thing that they brought up, Shane? Were they trying to bring up his like love interest in the past to try and slander his name? <laughs> I mean, I'm like, really? This is how desperate you guys are. <laughs> well, not not only that, but you've got people in like a town hall. You know, the the actual reporter who's been caught, you know, multiple times in the past, who you know has been, you know, very one sided in her quote unquote reporting. You know, talking, yeah. say saying something like, "Well, your own family members, you will throw you under the bus on vaccines," and you're like, "Dude, that is such a that is such a cop out in terms of." addressing a a stance she also got burned by saying that oh she absolutely did he he just turned right around and was like does your family agree with you on everything and she's like you got me there and you're just like (laughs) yeah no shit he got you there that's the thing why i'm like i'm super white-pilled about all these things because like they're so both like vivek and rfk being like talking about bitcoin a lot whether they believe it or not yeah, they're slimy, like, politicians, like, kind of, who gives a shit about that? I don't, I kind of take the opposite view, Mike. I don't, like, they might think they're using us, but I really think we're using them. Like, yeah, spread that freaking word, and we're going to amplify the good things that you say. That's Everything good you say, we're going to amplify it. But then also look at, like, look at what they're doing. Like, the one chance, Just like, don't donate your Bitcoin has, well, no. But the one chance that the regime has of, like, saving itself is going with, like, an RFK, Vivek-type stance and, like, becoming a little more moderate and, like, stopping this culture war. But they're so against that because they're so entrenched in doing the things the way that they're used to doing that this they're ignoring the one thing that will save them. So I'm like, keep on going, motherfuckers. You're helping us out. Like, they're dividing themselves so much that everyone's just going to be like, fuck you both. We're going over here. Fuck you both. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, and I don't. Um, and my Jordan is right. It, well, Gabe and Jordan are both right. Two points. Number one, Bitcoin doesn't need any politician, and it doesn't matter what politicians do at this point. Probably. The second thing, though, is he's right. Like they're talking about it. What if there's a presidential debate on mainstream television? Bitcoin comes up. I guarantee there will be. I guarantee it. Is and, that a bad thing? No, and the fact that you have two two candidates, like I, I would say, the guys that are running in second on both sides between DeSantis and RFK, that are both pro Bitcoin. One being a governor of a state saying, "Hey, listen, we're done with CBDCs down here in Florida. Like, this is not even going to get out of the starting block." That is a to be unified on that front to say CBDCs are terrible; they are complete and total tyranny. And then to say, hey, not only do you have rights in terms of the money you're choosing in Bitcoin, but you know, starts to list off in in a, in a very, I thought was a, a decent fashion for a politician, sit here and say, hey, look, this is my plan in terms of protecting your right to run a node to self custody. You know, do all of those mm. things. And you're like, that's you know, to have this in the national debate, that is a huge. How thing. cool? How cool would it be? If the debate has as a main topic issue whether CBDC Alex, is unmute good or bad. yourself in the spaces. There you go. I did. You weren't. So I just okay. wanted to make sure we could hear you. How 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 good or bad would it be? How cool would it be if a major topic of discussion in the presidential debates was whether CBDCs are good or bad? 
That'd be cool. And then, then you have this thing where, to where it was recently revealed that Brazil is going to be using this version of Ethereum that they've tweaked and they rewritten oh the code so that they could add or remove or freeze people's money in their CBDC. Now it comes strictly down to, are you pro-freedom? Are you pro-lizard despotism? What are you? What side of the fence are you on? Let's just get real clear about this. Are you a lizard despot candidate or are you a freedom candidate? That's that's the the discussion I want to see. Alex brought the energy. Let's fucking go. What have we got here? Fucking comedian. Private joker. Hey, so, like, I think I've, I don't know if I'm the most, but, like, I'm very much like the ANCAP type person in the group and as you know this is this is the intel section right so like i'm trying to put on my red hat for this and play the other side what, what's the end cap there are before you go any further because not everybody knows yeah, these and, weird libertarian yeah don't don't, don't yeah. speak that weird libertarian shit on here and expect to get away with it explanation <laughs> anarcho-capitalism an anarchist <laughs> who believes in capitalism okay and i'm also like reevaluating some of that that stuff as I read uh, Bitcoin is Venice because it's blowing my fucking mind. But anyway, that's a side topic. So like the more I see like Bitcoin taking over and the more I see what, whether obviously they're not to be trusted, but they're talking about it and they're getting in the spaces. But as you see politicians talking about it, it almost gives me hope in the, and again, I say this from like the ANCAP perspective of, it almost gives me hope that like, Maybe this like American system of democracy could potentially work if enough of us say like, no, fuck you. You, you thought you were ruling us and we've taken back the power and we're getting rid of all this stuff. Now that could go in a bad direction. And that is kind of what I deep down believe, but I'm also seeing like this glimmer of hope that like we take so much power away from them. Like, yeah, you know, this democracy thing could still kind of work. It's just, we got to take so much power away from them. And so red, red hatting it, you know, and for those who don't know that, that's like putting on the bad guy hat, your enemy and making moves that you think that the enemy would move based on their composition and disposition. I'm getting into way too many words here that I shouldn't. Okay. Be. So quick question. Um, I'm, I'm but like just putting on the enemy hat and too so many syllables. I just like A talking. point of clarity, point of clarity question. The anarcho-capitalism thing is—is is this like a, a? So I understand. Is this like we prefer no government kind of thing? So, so yeah, yeah, meaning absence of government. No, so like the the absence of rulers, more specifically. Like I don't I don't think most people need okay, somebody let, over there. Let me rephrase that like question. Do you think that, is wrong. Let me let me rephrase the question. Do you think there should be no government? Or I can't hear you, Alex. <laughs> Al, 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 Alex. dodging the question, Jordan. Al, Alex was asking, <laughs> do, you, do you believe that there should be no government whatsoever? Al, I don't think he can hear anything. I don't think he, he, he looks frozen in time. I mean, he, he's, he's sitting there in his sheet. Okay, the curtains. solution to this, so, Mike Hobart, because you're a co host, this is how you fix this. You kick his ass off the stage. <laughs> you make well, him rejoin. I don't think I don't think it's spaces is the problem. I think it's StreamYard. No, it's spaces. Yeah. Is it? It is. Okay. So, do, 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 Alex, do, do, do. It, as, as the other guy that, speaker. yeah, the other guy that, that does the whole libertarian stuff, 
uh, anarcho-capitalism in, in terms, you know, that can better be understood is, is volunteerism, right? Is, you know, you are a consenting human being. Anytime you're using force and coercion, you're, you're, viol you're violating the non-aggression principle, right? Is like, this person is a, is a free and independent person, a sovereign person, and they have the, the free will to make decisions by themselves. And in a complete anarcho-capitalist or voluntarist society, what you have is everybody entering into contracts without force and coercion. Bitcoin is the, okay, okay, the perfect... Okay, then the question becomes, the question becomes, do you have any sort of enforcement of contract or judicial system that does that function. Yeah. And, and there's some really good books out there on this and that, you know, forgive me for not being able to talk to them specifically as to what they are. Um, when, when you look at this and you, it's so hard for our society to think about how we would interact without government. Right. But we, 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 we have to remember like 99.9% .9 of us go throughout our day and we don't harm anybody. We don't rape, we don't murder, we don't steal, we don't force, we don't coerce. Like we don't do any of that kind of stuff. And so this idea that, you know, without government, we'd be lost. We'd be savages. We'd be the quote unquote wild West. If it was depicted as this really bloody place, right? Which it wasn't. Um, what you what you start to get into is people will solve these issues through cooperation versus you know what we have now which is centralization and a ton of force and coercion it's it's nobody like what's really important here is to claim hey this is not going to be perfect but in a society that does this kind of stuff you can still set up contracts you can still set up law common law things like that you can set up you know, this, a, a competing, uh, system where people will compete for law enforcement. People will compete to be judges. People will compete on, you know, on, on a level to be sort of a, a legislative body, if you will, versus what we have. It, it, it's very sovereign citizen. Um, and you know, or this, the idea though, is you've got to get away from answering the problems with government, which is force and coercion, it is a monopoly on force and coercion, and that's that's really it. It's it's not that it's not kumbaya. This is not perfect, but our answer is: Hey, we can do this through cooperative means instead of holding guns to people's heads and taking money from them uh, that way. And that's that's what Bitcoin's all about. And you think about you know the perfect uh, constitution, right? Like a constitution that isn't dependent on people to screw it up because let's face it, the United States constitution was actually pretty damn good. Uh, but people failed it. You know, people failed that document because it's just a parchment barrier. It's just a piece of paper. So at the end of the day, if you have an opt-in system where you have to play by the rules like Bitcoin does, then your, your constitution's already written and it's not up to human beings to uphold it. It's upheld by code. Okay, I understand your perspective. I happen to completely disagree with it. <laughs> I'm actually with Alex on this one. However, I mean, we can dig deeper into that in another episode. Let's yeah, keep going sure. with the news. But like, that's a deep conversation, and I I have a lot of reasons why. We should I think. definitely have it though. But yeah, yeah it, and, and the thing is, is I think what you get to is like the most local government is the best government at that point. It's you know, if if you don't understand. What okay, I'm so with that, I agree. Like takeaway yeah. power at the federal level, uh, you have to have it at the local level. But this whole idea that somehow you're going to have enforcement of contract and a without judicial force. system and enforcement of law without force, I think is, 
I think it's unicorns and pixie dust and and happy well, birds in the wind. I don't think it's real. And y'all might have I dropped out for a while, but and I know we're trying to switch, but like that it motherfucker be, is not real. It, it doesn't have to be without force. Like there could still be force isn't like gone and negated. <laughs> Uh, I'm laughing too hard right now. Sorry, Jordan. I didn't hear anything you said because I was laughing at Alex. <laughs> I was just saying, I don't. It's not a lack of force. Like force would still be needed in you to mm-hmm. uphold things. It's just if, like, enforcing a contract. Somebody broke the contract. They, depending on like you know details of it, but they could have violated. They could have basically aggressed on somebody by not meeting their end of the bargain and then force could be utilized. Um, but I don't, I mean, th- I missed a lot of this conversation, so I don't want to like rehash <laughs> anything. <laughs> Technical difficulties. Fuck you, Elon. Leave it to the zero issues with Twitter. <laughs> Did you put in a customer service ticket yet? I think Elon has it out for me. He knows me by name. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't think he does. To, to keep to keep us in the lines here <laughs> Not a little my real bit. Name. I, I don't want to have to be that guy all the time. But um, <laughs> if, if if nobody's got anything else on RFK, uh, I, I definitely want to get to Mike's topic uh, of MSNBC and the Nazis. Can you spell Let this? Let the flames begin. Yeah. Can you can you spell this out for everybody? Oh, this is just complete and utter nonsense. Like, okay, so MSNBC put out an article suggesting that improving one's health and fitness was an example of far-right extremism and fascist radicalization. Within, with, yeah, within the subtitle to the article, I, I put up a thread on it on my on my Twitter, but like, I'll, I'll try and dig it up. As put it in the you. nest. Okay, I'll try and dig it up here while I'm talking. But, um, so... I dug through this article before I could get even the first sentence in the subtitle. They were already claiming that working out and going to MMA gyms were tantamount to Nazism. And then the rest of the article, they didn't like this woman did this Cynthia. Like, I can't remember her last name, but she did not skip a single beat in this article of spending every single sentence of every single paragraph suggesting that it was a clear, a clear radicalization of the far right to be suggesting that they are Nazis because they're trying to improve their physical fitness and going to MMA gyms because Hitler talked about it, talked about Brazilian jujitsu in a popular or like in a beneficial manner in mind comp or something like that. Hmm. I was like, this is just, complete fucking asinine nonsense bullshit see these you know what i'm grasping for straws i'm hurt grasping for straws but not <laughs> but not any straws i'm grasping for straws. Pa- paper straws the, the really good ones yeah not that plastic dangerous plastic crap hey so, yeah i mean obviously this seems fairly desperate and it, it almost you know if you take the the converse of this just put it in the nest this this entire argument Right is you know if, if right wing is tantamount to you know working out and being physically fit and caring about your health and this meat sack that you have to go through life with right then being lazy and being slovenly and and and, and they suggested uh, obesity hating mm-hmm. like talking down on obesity they suggested that that was tantamount to racism. 
See, and, and and that's what we get to is like, well, is, is being is, is being careless and lazy and 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 slothly is is that is is that tantamount now to being a progressive? I mean, is, is that what they're saying? Is like Orwellian double speak? You know, being yeah. not working out is virtuous. Yeah, no. you know. The, okay, you, you know what the attack vector is here. And then I want to hear Gandalf talk about what he has to think about. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I love you, Gabe. I love you, We Gabe. got a code 187 over here at Bitcoin Veterans. <laughs> hey, don't fuck around with Gandalf. He was around for thousands of years. Don't tell me not to Much fuck around with Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. So to me... For those of you who are new, thank by the way, thanks for joining us. You're gonna have to put up with a lot of clownery. I think we're figuring. Hey, that's a <laughs> we're figuring out in real time. So to me, this is this is another kind of angle of attack on masculinity, man. Yep. You heard those stories about how they're basically attacking young boys and treating them like they're defective girls right now. Yeah. The whole mm, deal no. with all this kind of mentality is basically turn dudes into wusses. Why? Because wusses don't fight back. They're submissive. They conquer. They're well, even if they want to, they can't. Like you got to. No, be that's precisely like that. my point. That's precisely my point. For anybody who's foolish enough to fall for this kind of nonsense, man. Like, and there's a lot of dudes out there who have fallen for all this kind of nonsense. Social justice warriors and white knights. Mm-hmm. All the white yep. knights out there. There and and look, this is nothing against Christianity. This is nothing against the church. But I I uh. I don't go to a lot of churches anymore because they preach a lot of this kind of well you have to lay down your life for your wife and your kids and you have to like do all this other kind of stuff and it's like don't get me wrong I'm not saying you don't protect them you don't provide what I'm saying is they're trying to put you in a submissive position and there's a lot of dudes that have bought into this bullshit when when you guys say white knights I, I've never heard the term I mean outside of what outside of you're fucking with me right no he's a He's a older and he's b outside of the dating okay. game for a long so time. Okay, so white white know. knights white knights are the kind of guys. So like, say all five of us were out at a bar and we had like whatever group of girls with us, and there there was a group there was a girl that was say in good taste. Like one of us poked fun at her. White knight would come from outside of our group, step in and be like, "Hey man, you don't fucking say that to her. You treat women with respect." It's like, dude, fuck off. You're not even part of this conversation. Like that's that's what I think of as a white knight. Hmm. Like the kind that okay. Here's another. Here's I think another, you get your ass kicked for saying something. Here, like here's that. another perspective on that, though. <laughs> here's another perspective on that. So, so modern feminism has basically convinced a lot of dudes to kind of defend. There's sometimes there's a double. So I'm not going to say this is a blanket thing, but this is common enough that there's a there's often a double standard nowadays where women can say and do certain things, but men cannot. Yeah. Okay. And there's this sort of modern feminist sort of thing where a lot of dudes are convinced that their job is to protect these women in their, in their nonsense. That's all of them and always. Yeah. And here's the, here's the the part that's really pathetic about it. We're just going to be real. We're going to be real right now. For those of you who are listening, we're getting banned from YouTube. It's okay. I am retard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> here's the pathetic part about it these dudes think that it's in, in, it, it's increasing their chances to 
become intimate with these women that they're so-called defending. Dinger, right there. That's <laughs> Damn, what think. That looks like timing. Spot on. I However, coming. the women are looking at these dudes like, yeah, well done. What, a, what a douchebag. I'd never sleep with this guy. However, he's right. Yeah, he's protecting me. And it's just such nonsense. Oh, it's even better because most of the time they don't sleep with the guys anyway. They're the more guy, the guy, the guy the like that, the, just rip, that just made fun of them. Like, yeah, honestly. yeah, because they're Between saying the they're, they're being honest. They're I've saying their point. I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. I've been that guy. That's he, how I know. Why does All right. He so we've officially we've officially blown out at least a third of our audience. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, cuck, the cucks are gone. Thank God. You know, if if you're doing that kind of shit, you know, <laughs> we're winning. See you later. It feels so good to we're be getting, winning. No, what you know we're what's going to happen? Get lean. We're, we're figuring we're, our 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 core audience is figuring out who they are. The ones who are like, yeah. what a bunch of douchebags, and they leave. That's okay. Good. I love being a douchebag. The, the other ones are going anyway. The other ones are going to be like, holy crap! There's some like reality going down in this place today. Okay. Get out of here, fucking nerds. <laughs> well, you know what's even crazier? I mean, in, in this in in this. Is, place right is you know what's been pushed on you know at least my generation has always been birth control and i don't know if you guys you know get into birth control and all this kind of stuff in in terms of conversation and in research right yeah I've not, that's new to me what's that like yeah let, let, let me tell you about something <laughs> um there there's literal uh there are, there's literal studies that are now coming out right now uh that are showing that birth control a lot of it uh will rewire a a woman's sense of smell so when you know she you know is detecting pheromones a lot of times in an alpha type male versus a, a beta type of male um it wires them to steer towards the beta and when you start to look at that kind of thing, you're like, this, this seems like some, you know, real pharmacological like engineering here where you're, if, if you're trying to attack a population. Okay. So this is, this is the article I want to, I want to go with the actual science on the ground lab testing. Mike Hobart, is this true? We, I don't think I've seen a study that confirms it yet. So it's still I'm not talking about studies. I'm talking about your personal experience. <laughs> but my personal experience, I, I don't, I don't, like, I don't, know, I don't uh, like as far as women that I've dated, I have no idea which ones were on the pill or not. I can't confirm that. Dude, they're all, and, like, it, and if, if they are, if, if like, if what Alex is saying is true, if they are sleeping with me, then that suggests a problem because that would suggest I'm a beta. So like, that would suck. <laughs> no, I mean, I have no idea. I don't think any of that is true. Like I just, like I said, when I granted it's been near a decade since I was in the dating game, but I don't think that I don't think no matter how much our culture changes, that some of this shit changes. Like this is biological. This is thousands yeah. of years. Well, plus you have to consider how many of those cases are outliers. I don't think yeah. it's true. Like I just, I just, I don't, because I think a lot of women, like even a decade ago, a lot of women were on the pill. Like most women are it's very easy for them to get especially in like western countries very cheap like this is the more, more of the issue is people like not taking it appropriately or consistently or whatever but like i, I just don't see that being the case because like women don't go for they might be like oh thanks to this white knight thing which is also news to me okay so so they here's what like thank you but they're not sleeping with a dude. They're like best friends now. They're going to go well, shopping the with them. Friend they're, zone. They're a little bit. You, you nailed yes. it, friend zone. So yes. here's the thing. So here's the thing. I don't think that's true either. I think Jordan is correct, right? 
However, the problem is you That's get two true. confusing true. messages. How do we okay. get to this dating topic? It's all your I don't know, fault, but I love Mike. It. Okay, I'm trying I'll to help you out, Mike. All right, la- la- last point I'm going to make here. There's two confusing messages out there today, right? One is, <laughs> I, I I suspect that if, if women are honest, they're going to go for the more uh, alpha male, if possible. However, they're going to say the opposite, so all their orbiting betas stick around. Yeah. And this is where it's yeah. confusing. Yeah. They keep does. them on the lead. But it's, so they're on the line. So when we're when we're talking about the contraceptive conversation, I think people are focusing strictly on the contraceptives, but they're not talking about the downstream effects, both pun intended and literal, in the sense of. Um, I think you, uh, many of you guys have probably heard about the like the the relationship between uh, female oral contraceptives and then the excess estrogen making it into the water system through urine. And then considering how when there's an entire population like the United States, like that is happening, however, whatever percentage of the women that are on these contraceptive products and the water gets into it to the point of where like the fish down in the Gulf of Mexico are being affected as far as like the, like the number of female fish that are being produced. And then that water, oh circu- that water circulates back into the water system and gets into the plant life. And then the livestock are consuming that. I just call and then we're and, and human then we're, males are consuming that. it, and yeah, right? he, ma- human males are consuming it, and then the human females are consuming it. It's not just in like the livestock between like the chicken and the cattle and everything, but it's also in the plant life itself. Mike, so it's more just called, sound, I just it's more like a triple I, like compounding effect. Starting to sound a little bit like Alex Jones like, right now. I feel like <laughs> every the woman in the. I feel like. <laughs> That is literally the episode I was thinking. They're making the brown gay. <laughs> I feel like if every woman in the I'll world be on Info Wars on next week, the till or whatever, pissing in the ocean, it wouldn't even be a drop. Like I just don't, I just don't buy that. There's, that's you can, like you can say that, percentage. but like it's affecting the the actual sexes of the fish and everything in the ecosystems that are down in the Gulf of Mexico. Well, I mean, ac- according to the experts, right? I mean, I just would want to look at those studies. And more depth okay. because that just seems, I'm just saying like if I, and I'm not like, I just, if 4 billion women piss in the ocean, like that's a There's not 4 job. billion women in the U.S., Jordan. No, in the, I'm just saying even in the world, I'm like, I'm trying to like strong man it or whatever, iron, whatever. I'm trying to like go to the nth degree of half the world's population. You're trying to steal man. Would be I don't know what you're looking There it is. Steel man. Yeah, yeah the Iron Man. Iron Man's way cooler. Fuck no, me. Tony Stark is not going to save you in this conversation, dude. I can't afford steel. All right, I only got iron. All right, <laughs> let's hear from Gabe. Yeah, voice of reason. Go for it, Gandalf. Yeah, not a lot to talk about and contribute to the dating part of all of any of this at all. But um, <laughs> you know, I mean, in a thousand years, <laughs> maybe maybe uh, you know, back back in the night in the nineteen hundreds, maybe we might say, but. Uh, it feels like it's been a millennium, but um, <laughs> that's that's a good thing. Now, um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, and it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I don't think that we can we can deny the fact that there is a shift in masculinity uh, towards you know a more a more effeminate man, if you will. Um, and it's it's just interesting to me is because you know you do see data and you do see studies that show that 
Um, testosterone levels are, are lower in men than they have been. You know, the average grip strength in men is less than it was 20 years ago. Um, you know, whether it's due to less manual labor, you know, most more men use their hands for typing now than they do for farm work or other uh, skilled trades. But, you know, I do believe that there is sufficient evidence enough to show, you know, whether physiologically, culturally, or maybe a little bit of both that there is a shift, there is a transformation. Um, and it seems that real quick, like that, I believe I I just, that I think there could be reasons for Mm -hmm. the study showing this. I just don't think it's the piss in the ocean. Yeah. I mean, I mean, if it get, no, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, if, because if it gets to that level, um, and I just have to tell you, I mean, I kind of took a step back from the conversation and I, I imagine what it was like to, to not be from it, be with it from the beginning, and to hear Jordan say, um, you know, four billion women pissing in the ocean, just I don't. It was amusing to me to have that uh, to, to hear you say that. So thanks, for, thanks for bringing the bringing the spice to the conversation. I just, but, you look like you like you look like you enjoy a golden shower. <laughs> I'm not even going there, man. I'd like to pretend like I know what that means, but. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> Welcome to Bitcoin Veterans, everyone. Sorry. So, oh, God. Sorry. I think I owe five Jordan's fired. Totally fired. It doesn't even work you here. What, I don't you know. know what this is going to produce? You know what it's going to produce? The audience that ends up actually listening to this show are going to be pretty hardcore. Yeah. Everybody else whose feelings are easily hurt, they're going to eject. And they are not going to hang around. Oh, yeah, I mean, don't want them here anyway. That's pilots. Anyway. Oh, and just so everybody knows, we, we will have a, an opportunity for everybody to jump in and, and uh, get on the stage and speak. So uh, bring what you got. Yeah. Now, I do want to go back I real quick. Their... Yeah, they are. They are pretty awesome. So I want. I do want to go back and touch on the um, the, the right wing exercise thing that, that we started out on. And it's, there you go. Because I feel like it's important. This is it's a topic of conversation, and it keeps coming up, and, I, and I'm seeing it everywhere. And of course, in you know, for the most part now, it's just a joke. But there's, I, I do believe that the people that are putting out these this messaging, that they 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 probably do have what they consider to be valid data to back this up. Um, because I, I would venture to say that you could uh, find data that shows that many people that are focused on their physical fitness, um, you know, being, phys- you know, training, physically prepared, CrossFit, um, you know, things like jujitsu, lifting, just staying active and healthy, you, you may find that there are trends that indicate that many of them tend to be more conservative and or right-leaning individuals um, just because it's a, you know, question of lifestyle. However, um, you know, the correlation does not, does, you know, does not always mean causation. And I believe that that is, that that is their, that that was likely going to be the position that they're taking is, well, look, the data shows that all these people that are working out, you know, all these, they're all a bunch of right wing nut jobs. They're a bunch of extremists and they're a bunch of Nazis. But the fact is, I, I do think that, I mean, and I, I have friends that are, you know, all over the place in the spectrum, some are closer than others. I'll just leave it to you like that. But I can tell you that the friends of mine that tend to be more physically fit and tend to be more active and are focused and intentfully staying healthy. Um, you know, first of all, many of them are, are military veterans. And second of all, many of them do have, um, conservative values and they're, they're not getting their information from places like MSNBC. And it's, I think it's just a lifestyle choice. 
And I think a lot of it comes down to independence. Um, you know, when you're physically fit, you tend to have a, a stronger sense of, um, you know, well-being and, you know, sovereignty and independence. I believe that all of these things are contributing factors. When you feel better about yourself, you just feel better about doing things for yourself. I believe that that's true. Now, on the other hand, I think that I'm going to use the word they, they, they oh, want fuck. people, they want people to be um, obese. They want people to be out of shape. They want people to be unhealthy. They want people to be weak. Okay. Weak people that are unhealthy are first of all, susceptible to influence. Okay. They are, they are more open to, um, to the propaganda and to the garbage that comes out when you got a weak body, but many times you can have a weak mind. They just go hand in hand. Okay. And I understand also less capable and uh, less likely to resist. Exactly. Yes. You very emotional too. You can't exactly. Cause your hormones are thrown off too. When people are out of shape, everything is just out of whack. Now, I do, I do want to just acknowledge, I know that there are some people that just are not physically capable of doing certain things. People with severe disabilities that, you know, they do the very best that they can. However, um, when you're unhealthy, you're dependent. Okay. I mean, I'm not even going to start going into the pharmaceutical companies, but I mean, every, every other commercial is for something that is, you know, in my, in, in my, in my estimation, somewhat avoidable, um, health conditions that can be treated with, um, exercise, eating well and listening to Bitcoin veterans because we're <laughs> good, we're good for the soul, but getting out in the sun, getting some vitamin D. Yeah, that's right. Man, I tried something new this morning. Anyway, never mind. Oh, look, if, if, if you haven't done the cold plunge, try it out. Okay. I did it this morning, but this time I waited till the Ooh. sun was, was nice and high. Ooh. And so my, my, my cranium was getting like a full dose of vitamin D, but everything else was submerged in ice. It was an experience. I got to tell you, it was awesome. Uh, you can send me a message. I, to I, I saw a thing today that, that, um, ice, uh, cold water immersion could, can increase testosterone production by as much as 500%. That sounds wow. like bright science to you guys. Yeah, like a little bit. Shit to me. It does sound a li- it does it does sound a little bit like bro science because from my understanding is it increases the adrenal response. I don't know about testosterone. Maybe, but doesn't adrenal doesn't adrenal response in, in uh, so it's basically as an adrenaline production. It's the 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 gland in the pineal gland, right? Mm, it's supposed to. Gland. It's about no pineal gland. Is it? I don't know. Could be wrong. I think so. There's it's a lot of glands. Let's move on. Okay. To well, there's two glands <laughs> in the back of your head that are responsible for triggering a lot of epigenetic sort of cascades of different functions in the body, which could lead to other types of things. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole, I, you know, you guys familiar with Wim Hof, Iceman Wim, yep. Wim Hof? Like yep. there's whole, there's a whole body of science being developed right now based upon the stuff they're discovering from that guy dunking himself in cold freaking water and hiking to the top of Mount Everest in shorty shorts. Well, it's, it's specifically his breathing techniques that he's uh, well known for. The, the cold plunge is part of it, but it's the breathing techniques that he uses to master the experience of the cold environments. Cause he, I think he climbed, climbed Mount Everest in just gym shorts and no oxygen tank. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. He had wow. like sneakers on and no shirt. He, he teaches, he teaches Navy SEALs how to master their breathing techniques to be able to withstand cold, extreme cold environments. I feel like you're making that last part up. 
I watched it on Discovery Channel was... like 10 years ago. That's Johnny incredible. Drew. I didn't think it was possible to climb up without an oxygen mask, but I guess it if shouldn't you be. Enough, well, so no, yeah. it shouldn't be. No, that's the whole point. Like this guy apparently has done some things that are basically. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast like seven years ago talking about it. Yeah, I mean. Okay, so at one point, there, I forget the name of the university, but he agreed to have some poisonous substance injected into his body. I don't remember what it was, but it was some thing that. Put it this way: the amounts of it injected in any normal person is going to kill you. I like botulinum right? toxin or something. It's some some weird crap like that. Anyway, he agreed to do it. He agreed to do it under under laboratory conditions at a university. They wanted to study him because basically through his breathing and stuff, he healed his own body live, like while yeah. they were monitoring him. Yeah. It should not be possible. That's it's wild. wild, wild stuff. It's amazing what high oxygen you know, we'll, we'll do for the body and training that vagus nerve. I mean, and I mean, we get back to the original point, right? Is like, you got a bunch of dudes that can climb Mount Everest, you know, without anything and in shorts, right? Like that is an unruly type of man that you're never, ever, ever going to control. And that, oh, yeah. you know, that kind of brings us full circle on this, this in, in t- <laughs> entire section of, of, of the show, man. Like, but I mean, but that's that's literally. I mean, that's that's what Bitcoin's striving for is this anti fragility. Go ahead and attack these kind of guys. You're gonna just make them stronger, right? Like you're yeah. you're going to fail over and over and over again. While these guys are going to succeed, you know, even in their failures, they're going to they're going to take another notch, right? They're they're, they're going to gain ground. That it, like there's this this beautiful thing about you know this anti fragility. Anti fragility doesn't mean that you can withstand an attack. It means that when you are attacked, you actually get stronger. You can respond. Yeah, you you can respond <clears throat> and you grow stronger over time because people will see that right. Like pe- people are seeing right now, like what's going on in this space where you know attacks you know have backfired over and over and over again. Like the the you know, I'm one of the biggest funded anyway in terms of Greenpeace attacking Bitcoin for their energy use. Yeah. They blew up in their face. I mean Yeah, that didn't work out too know, well for them, did it? <laughs> no. I mean and, and that's what you see is, you know, I, I get to hang out with a lot of killers that, you know, like in, in the jitsu space that will absolutely or I should say could, you know, murder you with Potential their bare hands. That are the nicest people in the world that want to be the warriors in the garden, right? And 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 that's that's what I think this this group, the society, is all about is like this is the group that wants to be those guys that are super anti fragile. If you attack them, you're you're not only taking a risk, but you're also taking a risk at, at you know strengthening your enemy in, in terms of you know the Bitcoin veterans and you know whoever's in this anti fragile mentality. So I, I, I you know if, if we're if we're looking for kind of taking this thing you know home here in terms of this one specific topic. This is how, this is why, you know, this culture that Bitcoin is surrounding itself with, that it is, you know, engaging itself with. I'm not saying that you have to be an alpha, you know, none of that kind of crap. I'm saying that people that are potentially life-threatening, dangerous, independent, hard people are the people that are absolutely extremely hard to rule. And those are the independent people that make you know, that first, you know, made this country as independent as it was. So um, you guys want to bury this topic and move on to to something that I found 
extremely interesting. Sure, sure, guys, good, great. Um, there's a uh, there's a there's a good article out of antiwar.com. It's about six hours old. Uh, if you guys aren't aware of antiwar.com, um, uh, Dave DeCamp uh, and uh, our our. The the amazing um, oh help me uh, I can't believe I'm doing this uh, on live on live air but I'll, I'll remember uh, Scott Horton uh, put together uh, there's the, the headline is White House says Ukraine joining NATO means war with Russia uh, despite that reality Lindsey Graham wants Ukraine to join the alliance uh, just a quick snippet out of this I'll read to you guys the White House said Tuesday that NATO membership for Ukraine isn't going to happen anytime soon since it would mean war with Russia. Quote, of course, they are war right, they're at war right now, so NATO membership is in the immediate future isn't likely because it would put NATO at war with Russia. End quote. White House National Sec- uh, Security Council spokesman John Kirby told CNN, President Biden made similar comments in a recent interview. A direct war between NATO and Russia could quickly escalate into nuclear conflict. But despite that reality, some ultra hawks in Washington are pushing for Ukraine to join the alliance. And I'm sure you guys could never guess who it is. Quote, I will be working. I should probably read this in a different way. I will be working with Republicans and Democrats in the Senate to pass a resolution urging the admission of Ukraine into NATO. Senator Lindsey Graham wrote on Tuesday on Twitter. Go ahead, Jordan. Jordan's out. Uh, Somebody... Somebody, uh, did our space collapse? What happened? Oh boy, we are having some technical difficulties. Two seconds. Mute, unmute everybody. Everyone is now muted. Everybody is now unmuted. Co-host. Say what? Did you hear me? I can hear you now. Like I've had the I've had the spaces app closed for the last two minutes and it says I'm still a co-host on there. I can't rejoin. Dude, it looks like the entire room got collapsed. There's yeah, n- probably crashed. Nobody's in it. Did the room crash? Yeah. Wow. You know you know where it stopped? Like <clears throat> probably three minutes ago. No, two, I'll tell you exactly where it stopped because that part went on loop and repeat. It stopped when Shane said, murder people with their bare hands. <laughs> Did it really? Yeah. That's where it God. Now, right that's probably you. completely coincidental. However, Pro- that's exactly where it's coincidental. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, it looks like the space well, is still up. That, not only that, uh, uh, it, it actually started repeating that exact clip. Yeah. yeah, going over and over again. Where Roshin going murder people with his bare hands. We got him now. And then hey, Mike would chime in and Mike would say, uh, "What did you say?" So, uh, potentially potential killers. Potential killers. <laughs> yeah. And then so if it again, it would be Shane would be like real killers. I mean, these guys could murder you with their bare hands. Well, this will be good. This will be good content to just show the YouTube only. Well, no. So, so, so we're we're still recording everything, and literally. Well, I mean, what did they do to us? Man, they're blacking out my screen on here. What are they doing? echo on the um on the fucking. Yeah, I got nothing now, Alex. No echo. No echo. I wonder who the fuck that was. What asshole was talking <laughs> that the whole time? It was Jordan. Was it Jordan? Are we blaming Jordan? <laughs> yeah, let's blame Jordan. 
<laughs> Jordan wrecked this thing. Dude, you sound like your audio's coming through a tin can, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so they, they wrecked it, man. They they took it down. What oh, what yeah. whatever happened, it just Well, they're still they're doing the closed captioning and everything. They're reading everything we're saying. Okay. Well, I mean, we're we're still recording, so we're just going to keep on going, dude. Well, how, how about murdering people with your bare hands? I mean, that probably triggered. <laughs> I mean, jujitsu. I mean, right? Like you know, I was I was going to add something to what yeah, Gabe was talking most about. People don't talk. The most normal people in spaces don't talk about murdering people with their rare, with yeah. their bare hands. Yeah, that's so very true. Care. In self defense. Yeah. I was gonna. I was gonna. Did I miss that. The AI doesn't know you're talking about jujitsu. These are just words that the AI is like, oh my God. I, I was going to add something to what Gabe was saying in the sense of like the guys that are typically like sure that maybe they're conservatives and right wing and all that stuff, but like the guys that are actively engaging in weightlifting and like MMA training and everything, they're also the nicest people that you'll ever interact with. Thank you. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Dude, go, go to a jujitsu tournament literally filled with guys that are like black belts, possibly even some guys that are wearing a red belt around there. You can, you can afford to be a nice guy and like a good guy when you have the confidence and the skills to be like, dude, if you step across the line, I'm going to fucking break you. Well, the thing is, is there's so many of them there. It's it's like walking around in you know like if everybody's just armed to the teeth. It's the same thing. It's like you know what why why nothing ever happens at the shot show in in Vegas. You got I don't know 30 40,000 maybe maybe 100 I have no idea how many tens of thousands of people show up and nothing ever happens. And you're like if if guns are you know an issue or violence you know, alpha males and violence is, is really an issue than you would expect in places that are highly concentrated with those people that that would happen. Mm -hmm. And sure as hell, nope, nope. Most of the time it's, hey, excuse me, uh, pardon me, good to see you. Great, you know, like I'm, I'm maybe even we have a disagreement with a referee and that, you know, all of a sudden, hey, you know, it's cool, man. Whatever, yeah. you know, like. Yeah, it, 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 Something that I've that I've seen a lot of is that when people are are comfortable and confident in their own ability to uh, exercise violence when necessary, then you you find them using it less because they yeah. know they don't have to. Yeah. Um, and so they de instead they develop effective de-escalation techniques. Yep. Um, yep. And that's I mean for, I've I've studied martial arts as as well and and I can tell you I mean the the more that I learned the more that I that I became capable in in preventing fights from happening. And it wasn't, a, you know, and you do have some people when they first learn a couple of tricks and they know enough to get dangerous, they want to go choke somebody pompous. out or they want to, you know, do something. Well, they got to They're untested. They're called white belts. Exactly. <laughs> Once they get past all that nonsense and they're, they, you know, they realize, okay, you know what, this is actually, you know, this is a good skill that I have. And, and they, they control it and they realize that it's much more than just being able to hurt people. Then that's when those those real de-escalation um, techniques begin to mature, and yeah. that's you know, and that's yeah. that you gave a great example of that, Shane. You know, because when you get a whole bunch of people that are together and they're all a bunch of dangerous people and they know it, I mean, first of all, nobody wants to 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 get into any type of altercation because even if you win, it's gonna suck. Okay, and and we all just you learn. Okay, it it's better just good. to you know we can probably just have a mutual respect for one another and find different ways to resolve um, you know issues that that arise because as we all know 
most conflicts when we when we find ourselves in them that that emerge abruptly you know once once you get a cooler head you realize that it's really not something that's worth um going down that road on anyway that's why jocko says when you're like about to if you're about to get involved in a street fight the best solution is just to run yeah especially especially in like a society like america where you got to deal with the legal judicial system like it's not worth it two fights right the first fight is the fight in the street the other fight is the fight in the courtroom same thing with firearms using firearms for self-defense same shit but this book you guys have already mentioned it before i want to read a quick thing out of here this is really good bear with me it's awesome there's an irony in that the mental willingness to inflict violence decreases the likelihood that one would have to. It's a subtle yet immensely effective component of threat display behavior. Animals settle disputes with what is called threat display behavior. This includes showing teeth, puffing up, raising hair, blah, blah, blah. Rarely do animals of the same species come to blows. Instead, one rival submits to the other threat display of the other. Humans are also use threatening displays to intimidate rivals, posturing, yelling, staring, stomping, punching the air are typical of threat display behaviors humans share with primates. However, here's the best part. A calm and cold intent to kill trumps threat displays. There is an instinctive understanding or some psychic transference that all but the most intoxicated fool will notice this message is often enough to dissuade any conflict. It's true, not true. absolutely true. Yeah, abs- yeah. yeah, 100%. You know, it is, I don't know how many times you guys have just run across a killer, but like, you know, one, one of the... You can see it in their eyes. Yeah, I you, do it every day when I talk to Shane Hazel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this yeah, guy... Shane's blushing. There, there, there's, you know, for that for that moment like there is that line right like this guy doesn't have to say anything else he probably won't say anything else and once you cross that like you you're in unknown territory which is very very dangerous yeah right mm-hmm. yeah uh, th- this whole demasculinity uh, the one thing you know that i, I would have said earlier if we hadn't started transitioning oh something just started it's Jordan. I just unmuted my bike, Mike, as I went to say something, and no one heard it. That was just now, though. I'll squash that. Squash that. <laughs> Go ahead, Jordan. No, what I was going to say is that goes kind of to why we're being, like, society is more radicalized. You have more of these, like, mental health issues. Or people just doing, like, whether it's these shootings or the, like, knife attack in China. I don't know if you guys saw that. Like, they yeah, have no. guns. They did the knife. Um it's people aren't learning at a young age, like when it's appropriate to talk. I talked a lot. I don't know if you guys like have picked up on this, but I tend to talk a lot of shit. I talked a no. lot of shit when I was no. a kid and I got my ass kicked a few times and I learned like there. where that line was, you know what I mean? And yeah. people are so like, you're not allowed to fight. You're not allowed to do this. And they're, whether it's their, you know, more would be a bully, but they've been taught like not, to or they're more of like the shit talker that just is like gets away with everything shit and then runs away or whatever i don't know but like because we don't have that people aren't learning that there is a line to be crossed with some people and so they've never experienced that then they go and they want to go shoot up a fucking school or something and hopefully if you're in 
Nashville or a couple other places besides Uvalde, the cops show up and like put a fucking bullet <laughs> in your head, which is the yeah. one time that I will talk positively about the police. Like when they go in and they eliminate a fucking threat that is going after innocent, unarmed people, especially children, like well, it happened at a mall in Texas, then, but they don't learn. They don't live to learn the lesson. Well, it happened at a mall in Texas a couple, like what? Yeah, like one or two weeks ago. Yeah, the, yeah. That, that, that cop. That cop had a. He that was a great shot. Yeah, that was like a couple uh, hundred yards. Ways off. I thought it was yeah. actually maybe too far to shoot, and I, I did too. Probably. I was like, damn. Yeah. I, for a cop too. Well, I mean, wasn't he, wasn't he winded too? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, was winded. Was winded. he was winded like a quarter of the <laughs> Yeah. I, I thought the same thing. I was like, dude. He was on the struggle bus. The, his high speed chase lasted a quarter of a mile and then it yeah. slowed into this huffing and puffing. Like, I'm I'm tracking him. I'm hearing. I'm st- and, you know, what was, what was really uh, disturbing to me was like, this guy's not hauling ass and shots are still happening. Yeah. You know, the inability to move, you know, to that, you know, to the conflict. Was the will, like, even if you're not in shape, even if, like, oh. just the adrenaline of, like, shots are being fired, like, you don't want to go too hard and get in, like, turn a corner and there the guy is, but, like... Yeah, you don't want to go full call How can, how can you... you know, here, here, here's the thing, though. I'm right? trying to shit on him. He did a good job. Look, in, in, yeah. in, this guy's, in this guy's, to this guy's credit, all right, he ran towards the sound of gunfire. Yeah. That's true. That's yep. true. And not... And then he walked. <laughs> and then he walked towards the sound of gunfire. Not everybody who wears the uniform is going to do that. I'm, yeah. I, yeah. Or can. That's very true. Yeah. Very, very true. Yeah. And in my opinion, those assholes shouldn't be wearing a uniform, but that's a completely different. I, I, I will say that I think it's better that he took he took the time to catch his breath without sprinting all the way there. And then all of a sudden he's puking when he should be shooting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause, cause, he, like, yeah, Cause like, cause like, how, like, how many people can you imagine would gone full Call of Duty and just come sprinting around the corner and he just gets blasted because he's trying yeah. to sprint to the activity versus like being capable of assessing the situation and responding. Yeah, like guys, in the, guys in the military get to shoot way more, even if you're not in like a, a combat, you know, role. Role. Mm-hmm. Um, they you get to shoot a lot more than cops do. Mm-hmm. And so well, on top of that, most, most people in the military cannot do a decent stress shoot where you run, stop, and shoot. Most people in the military can't even yeah, do that. Yeah, but here's, even the, here's the thing. Unless you, unless you belong to a really fucking high-speed unit like Shane Hazel did, <laughs> regardless of what <laughs> whether, regardless of whether you're in the military and, uh, or, or, or fucking police officer, to develop those kind of skills or civilian develop those kind of skills. You have to do it on your own. Yeah. yeah. I worked on a lot of rangers. That's an expensive hobby. And I see two kinds of cops. There's the cops come in once a year and they shoot the ball and they can barely get all their shots on the fucking silhouette. And then you've got the guys who are in there on their own time and on their own dime. Agreed. And those are the guys that 
can do what they need to do. Yeah. This is the fucking gold you could have been getting, Elon, but you fucking kicked us off with your stupid ass algo because your new CEO. Hey, I, I, and I'll, I'll take the hit for that too. I, that, that's my fault. I, I didn't even think about it for a game. I, I, I thought I even prefaced it well. The, you know, Jordan, the, the one thing that got me too is like, I mean, obviously in training and, and probably most people don't even know this, like when you are doing shoot houses and all this fun stuff in, in training, you know, the, the assessment, you know, on a split second is all about hands. It's, it's ad identify hands and what's in them. And that's the one thing that I kind of got it. Like, you know, when this guy pulled up and fired those shots at 200 yards, like 200 yards for a guy that's winded, that's, you know, moving to contact that probably doesn't do this a hell of a lot is taking a shot at 200 yards in a mall type area. And I was like, damn, man, like, I mean, that's that, a lot of risk. That's the, a lot of risk. At least on a for your typical military, for anybody that listens to this after the fact, um, <laughs> you know, you you qualify out to 300 meters, but the toughest shot is like 200, 250 because it's when the round is at its highest apex, and so you, the three you you zero your weapon at 300. So even though it's small, you should be most accurate at 300. The 200, 250, and I don't know what cops zero at. I'm just taking this from, like, our background. But the 200 to 250 is the hardest because you have to aim a little lower because the round is going higher. And if you don't know that, you're not hitting that. You're never going to hit 200, 250. I struggled most with, like, the 50. Center mass. I struggled most with the 50 because it was so close that, the like, the round still picked up to where you had to aim below the target. Yeah, and the nice thing is the close one. If you hit the dirt, it bounces up and hits it anyway. So, yeah. But if you're not taught that, if you're not taught that at basic, I don't, I don't know like what. No. I don't know what you're necessarily taught at basic, but like I learned that just going through ROTC because like, mm -hmm. you know, us O's are lazy, so we're looking for the cheat code. Us O's. Right? <laughs> so like I got told like when I was a freshman like, hey, just hit, if if you hit the dirt, it's gonna bounce up and hit it. Just don't hit the bottom of the dirt. You know, hit mm -hmm. right below is good. So yeah. And I don't. I just can't imagine cops having that level. Alex is and, putting in a big chaw right now. I mean, just oh. a giant. <laughs> I was going to say he's taking a big you, dump. You, right you, now. you saw him over there doing this. Hey, so I, I think we 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 we've done a pretty extensive job on the the whole masculinity, the, the this cop, you know, all of that stuff. The the article that I brought up, antiwar.com, where Ukraine joining NATO, I I think you guys are an excellent source to kind of, you know, talk about this a little bit. It's stupid. Well, they can't even join. There's an active military conflict. I I think it's very telling that the one person that's still pushing for this kind of stuff is Lindsey Graham. Graham, right? Like Lindsey, oh, yeah. if you guys haven't seen He's a the war whore for sure, yeah. If you haven't seen the video of him in Syria and then in Ukraine, probably about the same time frame. I think it was probably one of John McCain's last global tours, right? To go and fund. Which is funny because he looks like a total beta cuck. Yeah. Oh, and he is. He's just sitting there, you know, doing this weird thing with his hands the entire time. He's he's in this like back room with some Ukrainians, which I imagine are part of, you know, like the Ukrainian Nazi front. And we're definitely getting some background noise. I think it's probably from Jordan. Um, the, uh, the entire, the entire thing where he's, th this is prior to Trump coming into the executive office and he's like verbally fluffing the, the, the commanders in the Ukrainian army saying, Hey, we're going to go back to DC and we're going to sell 
this offensive for you in Ukraine in 2016. And you're starting to like kind of get a picture of like the wheels are turning. You know, Barack Obama, uh, that administration, including Joe Biden, they're all in on this. I imagine a lot of the people in the alphabet soups are in in on this. And then at the the same time, you know, you're you're looking at billions and billions of of dollars being, you know, appropriated for a, Mm -hmm. a, a country. And that timeline got completely screwed up from 2016 to 2020, and now you you, you kind of have this you know this this or making up for it Monday morning mm-hmm. quarterback position where you sit there and go, holy shit! But I mean, what a great development that you've got both the DoD, you know, the Pentagon, and the White House saying, hey, this is not even possible right now. Well, we just we just cleared sending more service to service missiles over there. Yeah. Did did you guys it's so know not possible? Like we we are I don't want to say like we're getting our asses handed to us, but the fact that we're supposed to be the most productive country and one of our top industries is the defense and we can't keep up with the munitions is a big fucking signal to the rest of the world that like, oh shit, these guys can't fight two fronts like they are trying to act like they can. Well, imagine that. It's almost like uh, we should have learned that from, you know, Sun Tzu and the Roman Empire. Crazy. Weird. Napoleon, it's almost like we have a bunch Hitler. of illiterate, illiterate dipshits Hitler. Like, making decisions. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good example, too. Two very large. Well, technically three because it was the East, West, and then Northern Africa. Hey, are you guys still picking up like a bunch of background yes. noise? Yeah, Jordan, I'm, like I'm glad movie. you moved to the dead end where it's really quiet. I mean, I it, it did, makes a like big a difference. Big crowd just came in, and I think they, at first when you said it, they were like right there at the end of the hall. Now they've moved forward, and I don't know if they're in the like the lobby or if they've moved to the bar. If they're in the bar, I'm fucked. This is going all night. Sorry. Well, whenever I talk, there's gonna be a fucking party in the background. <laughs> This is this is Jordan's dedication to mission here. That's, that's all I can chalk this up to. It really is, dude. I was my wife was like, my daughter was like, "Where are you going?" I was like, "I got a phone call with some friends," and she looks at my wife and is like, "Why does he have that?" And my wife's like, "Because he doesn't know when it's inappropriate to do certain things." And I was like, "That damn." I would say all she's right. accurate. Hi, I'm still leaving. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Wrong. Yeah, man. <laughs> Have fun after we're uh, done with the podcast, man. All right. We're, we're, I've been yelled at before. I'll get yelled at. Hour and eleven minutes into this thing. Are there any other major thing, major things we want to hit? Because I could see this topic going deep for another hour. This whole we should yeah. really stop putting like what the name of the show, like what the topic is going to be, because. If this happens, you just go like, all over. Don't the talk place. about what is Bitcoin once, and we're an hour. Episode five, mystery it. hour question mark. Episode yeah. six, mystery hour question. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're we're getting our shit together. That would actually be a really funny kind of troll to do. It's just like episode six, mystery hour question mark, and it's just like every episode is mystery hour question. It's like, why do you guys <laughs> had to do this mystery hour question mark? It's just like we go all over the fucking place. Well, you know how like we talked about in episode three hundred and thirty-three with the you know. <laughs> just, episode seven just show the fuck up <laughs> that would be good i would right. like that actually 
Just show up. But all right. So I mean, we we we've we've literally we've danced around this a lot, and this it's, it was kind of my intention, and we we talked back uh, on uh, you know, on our messaging system. Uh, we're not going to give that up. But uh, I thought a more natural conversation. Three seventeen. Yeah. For, for this group would be, you know, to talk about some major events that are going on, which has obviously carried us about, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes at least. And then some, um, but I think it's right. But I do, I do, um, you know, by the end of this conversation, you know, the, the title of this episode is what is Bitcoin? Uh, we've, we've named a, a bunch of what Bitcoin is in this show and we haven't even scratched the surface. So I don't know. Maybe it's a good time with the last 15 minutes or so where we, you know, maybe go around and talk about maybe what it means just in this instance or what it means, as you far know, as relevance to what we've talked about relevance for, for the day. And I mean, that can change on a, on, on a podcast by podcast basis, which okay, I think is I, really the big beauty of it. I have what I think is a good way to start this off. This is not relative to what we've said already. In this show, however, this came up today, and it's been talked about a lot. So John Har, who works on my team, okay, sent out a tweet earlier today. Part of his tweet was, quote, even 2 to 3% annual inflation causes 50% wealth confiscation over 25 to 35 years. Yep. And my observation was, this is the key part of the con, the con meaning the con of fiat money. You see, if they can keep you running on that hamster wheel for 50 years of your life before you figure out what's happening, they steal your life and you're at the end before you have any clue of what's going on. Which is why all the old people are so pissed off. How, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ, how powerful is that well, statement? I once mean, you get into retirement, you realize the game is being played. I almost reached for my phone to go into the spaces and hit the 100 <laughs> emoji. And then I was oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah, it's not there. We're not doing that. What do I do with yeah. my hands? Yeah, I, I think I actually retweeted that from John this morning. And, mm-hmm. man, yeah. you, I missed it. you want to talk about literally... I mean, wiping out an entire generation. I and mean, we, we, you know, if, if you guys obviously know yeah, history, I, do, and, I, got a, I got a fucking ghost tour coming through. Yeah, yeah. Well, go ahead and mute it then. Um, and for, for <laughs> you know, if, if you look at, at warfare, right? I mean, what happened to places like the Soviet Union uh, and, and Great Britain uh, in World War II, right? Like the lost generation is a real thing, and what they've effectively done in in economic terms is they have not only neutered, but they they've destroyed generational wealth and, and people. I mean, individuals Uh and families, um, by the hundreds of millions. I mean, that, that since 1970, I mean, and really since 1913 in, in America, but yeah, I mean, there's there's something funny going on in the background here where, I don't know, Mike and Jordan can't even be on camera right now. But th- this is, I mean, this is the sad reality. I mean, this is this is th- th- that that topic, mm-hmm. like what is Bitcoin? Is it saves an entire generation from going down yeah. that hole and, and being surprised when they finally reach retirement age. Well, and and there's a there's a segue here too to like the kind of topics I like to talk about as far as like what we also touched on today is with like physiology and health and everything, is that between 
what you guys have just said and then like the sovereignty of physiology and health of being an independent individual like resilient individual there's an aspect where being capable of actually having a savings vehicle like really like between having a savings vehicle as far as like parking your purchasing power and then having the, the the physical resiliency of having physical health and physical capability of exerting force in order to defend yourself and your loved ones. Like that's a mm-hmm. level of independence that that's what I strive for personally. Yeah. And then the, the ridiculousness of today within the fiat system is that the only way to achieve that kind of financial resilience is parking your money in the fucking S and P 500. Are you kidding me? I'm not, I don't want to put my shit there. Like, like mm-hmm. I was, I was very blessed getting ready for deployment, like mobilizing and coming across Bitcoin at the time that I did, because I was looking into like, I was like, my, my mother was a, was an executive at Transamerica, which has to deal with like life insurance and all that crap, which is a Ponzi scheme to begin with. And when I was talking with her, as I was preparing for this deployment and I was going to have the first time I was going to have like any meaningful salary and it was going to be tax free. I was like, okay, I want to put my money somewhere that is intelligent and not just blow it on fucking guns and strippers. Like every other E4 does like an idiot. And as I was in, yeah, as I was looking into like the investment market, I was like looking at the S and P 500, it's all the same crap, all of it. Like there is not a single thing that is like any like differentiated at all. What am I going to do? Put it in gold that hasn't moved a single percentage in value in the last like however many years? Don't do that. <laughs> so, don't fuck with Alex. Jesus. Not but, on gold, man. That's but, that's but but you you get you get what I'm saying though. Is like I was like I was like there's there like because like all the investors were like all the great investors that I looked into and studied. They're like you have to be where the market. You have to put yourself where the market is going to go. I'm like, okay, the only way I can do that is if I'm an accredited investor and I'm worth X number of dollars that is many like magnitudes higher than what I'm capable of right now. So I'm like, this entire system is rigged against the the middle and lower class to be able to actually reach ascension or God forbid, um, escape velocity. So I'm like, I'm like, what the hell? Like, no, I mean, this is. To, to your point, Mike, I mean, when, when you watch uh, Michael Saylor's prog speech, right, and, and, he, and he talks about, you know, what's... Perf- By the way, Michael Saylor's speeches have been getting progressively worse, so, like, we need to be careful of, like... Yeah, but th- this one was pretty good. I mean, uh, in terms of the understanding of when you are investing uh, your your time, effort, and energy in, into whatever... You know, the dollar obviously has lost ninety nine percent. The the S and P has has lost you know uh, about the same. And you know he relates you know anybody that did well in the S and P did well out of luck because it's like possibly one percent. You know if 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 you were lucky in that one percent of people that was in the right places at the right times in the S and P, which is fluctuating on a daily basis uh over time you know that that that's that's not something you know that you're going to get lucky at all the time you know unless yeah. unless you've got some sort of inside track as to what legislation nancy pelosi yeah is going to be produced and i'll tell you guys uh nan uh, i think it's nancy pelosi's uh investor or or whatever it is on twitter husband? 
it, it, well, it's it, it's a Twitter account that is a oh, that's a, a tracker. <laughs> that, that's a parody on 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 you know what she invested. In. It's 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 phenomenal for that reason. But like th- that's the point is like with Bitcoin, you don't ha- you don't have to worry about anything. It takes the mystery out of the entire you know money manipulation piece. It's it, it's it's sound. It is it is constant. You know, is resolute and. and, and when you have something that's sound and resolute, that's going to not only store your time and energy, uh, not only perfectly but deflationary over 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 time, as you've you know generated this this I don't know, this adaptation to not only life but a contribution to the the human species, you get to the point where you're like, this is the way it should be. That you should be rewarded over time for your contribution to the species, and 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 that's if that's if there's nothing else that Bitcoin is, I mean, it's definitely that. Speaking of, by by the way, I will plug this to you guys, and we can all talk about it and think about it later. I got a buddy of mine, Matt, who I mentioned this idea to. He's a Wall Streeter, and he understands the value of bitcoin outside of the u.s but as like as far as like the third world and everything of like protecting themselves from like what's going on over there as far as like an investment asset he's very much against it and i suggested that there would be the possibility and he's also an army vet like i think he's an artillery or something like that and he is interested if any of you guys are in debating the Bitcoin topic because he does not like Bitcoin. Hell yeah, Wall bring Street. his ass on here. <laughs> bring okay. him on over. That would be perfect. All right, I'll let him know. And then I can yeah, say, I'll, I'll send him the link to the YouTube video so he can hear it. shy away from is some outside opinions. I'm going to warn you guys, mm-hmm. he's not an idiot. Good. <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, you know, Mike, the guy said that I need to link you up with in Houston um buddy of mine um you know he's like masters in econ and an mba from harvard kennedy school like really smart fucking dude just like very i hate to say i hate to say anything that would like he's a good friend of mine that would sound disparaging but, but like very honest. blue very blue pilled uh, okay but we have good conversations about like economics and i have zero background in any of that like i studied history at the university of alaska like not i don't is have a background. is that real, but, is that yeah, real? Yeah, i don't know i don't know if it counted but was, I, it, was I, it an uh, online print-off diploma yeah yeah because it's fucking well, cold there man like you're not gonna go but, outside but i mean that well, yes you know, bring them like, me and him will have like some like in-depth conversations about economics and i can see his wheels turning he's like i got a master's like i got two masters from like good schools on these topics and this this buddy of mine who's kind of an idiot as you can see been under some heat lately too as you can see like i'm kind of an idiot and i've not studied this (laughs) formally but i can keep up with you in conversations and then i can even throw out some things like the contillionaire effect that he's not ever heard before because he's in his bubble and i can throw things out like that and he's like shit i never heard about that Mm -hmm. that makes sense i can tell him like yeah, when the United States like did a san- did sanctions on Russia, the ruble went up in price, and he was like, "No, it didn't." I was like, "Dude, you like you can look what? for yourself." I'm. And he, has he not been paying attention for the last three years? No, he has. Like that, but he's there's certain things that when you're so blue pilled, like you just see the world for what it's being fed wow. to you. You just Fair grow enough. up thinking like the U.S. does sanctions on you and your economy cripples. He he couldn't 
he didn't have to do any research because he already knew he's what to read economics in one lesson by uh was it hayek but this is what i'm saying like this is the class of people and again good friend like he is smart he's worked his ass off to do what he's done he just doesn't understand that it has been in the wrong direction and it's been propaganda from the regime echo chambers are dangerous jordan's friend to to both mike and jordan's point here and 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 for i think maybe i i won't speak for everybody obviously but i think this show is one of those shows that yearns for that fight because let's not let's not you know sugarcoat it there is a dogma in in bitcoin that is Mm -hmm. that is dangerous and but with, I actively speak against almost on a daily basis. Yes, yeah. and, and I, I'm not saying there aren't. Can confirm. Yeah, you know, obviously we're we're all Bitcoiners, uh, and I believe we're probably all maximalists. You know, not toxic, but definitely maximalists. A little toxic. <laughs> but to be challenged to, to, to really be challenged by some people that are very bright you know um, you know that, that understand economics that understand the world uh, and 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 really why things happen on a on a macro scale to be challenged in that way I think is one of those things that we we as this community and and you know if we're going to put our name on bitcoin veterans as you know fighters you know, this is one of those conversations that i think is well at hand for us and and we should be able to defend well we're we're like we're like the the checks and balance to the toxic masculinity or not the toxic masculinity jesus i've had two drinks the toxic the toxic bitcoiners because like like you do need to have that checks and balance system right yeah. because like if you don't have somebody checking the dogma it runs out of control. But I, but and I think it's already run out of control personally. I know you, that might have been like a Freudian slip, but I feel it was like a that, Freudian slip. But that was appropriate too. Like we are an antidote to toxic masculinity. Oh, we're enough. just talking about masculinity. Yeah. Like we're talking like to backpedal to backpedal a little bit about like the white knight thing. Like I totally agree with you. Like in that setting, that's bullshit. But there are certain things about like my wife and daughter that like if you do anything to put them in a threatening position or say anything negative to them, I'm going to, I'm going to let you know that if you don't stop, I'm going to wreck your fucking world because that's my wife and my daughter. Here, here comes that the, is, here comes the whiskey. Is much here different. comes the whiskey. <laughs> that's not yeah, what yeah. we're talking about. But that, that <laughs> is much Mike, different than going Mike to a bar and being like, you said some mean stuff to a girl, you stupid head. Step it, Alex. <laughs> when Mike and I say that, we're not talking about that. No, I know. I want other people to understand the difference. Like this is that's the antidote. <clears throat> that's that Tennessee toxic coming out. Masculinity. Mm-hmm. That Tennessee sweet tea. Yeah, buddy. Damn, they poured a strong. And I told the bartender, I was like, "Hey, I'll be at the end of the hall. Like, come meet me, like down there, and see if I need another drink." You don't. Need I saw her. She knew I didn't need it, but damn, <laughs> I was gonna tip really good. I mean, like forty percent. I was like feeling good. Let's go. That is not bullish. You walk out of the bar to come get me a drink. Any bartenders that are listening, if you recognize this guy in your bar, you know to service him. He's ready. (laughs) With with alcohol. I'm married, so don't service me too much. (laughs) Easy. Yeah. (laughs) Turn off the camera. All right, fellas. Uh, 1027 on on the official uh, clock here. Lock her up. Let's, uh, Let's go around for some closing comments. Start with Alex. What do you got for us tonight, brother? What is Bitcoin? I'm going to wrap it up with this. Bitcoin is is a thing that the human race has never seen before. I mean, I know, generally speaking, we all know that, but it's literally something we've never seen before. This thing can't be stopped. 
we'll dig more into that later in a different episode. It can't be stopped. It's one of the most important things for a person to figure out. If you can't figure out that part, it holds back a lot of people. A lot of people assume that a government or any group of governments could stop this thing anytime they want. Not true. Maybe it was true at one point, not true now. We can dig into that as to why later. Uh, cannot de be debased. It is the first form of money we have ever seen in the history of mankind that has an absolute inflation point of zero. There will be a point in time when there will be no more Bitcoin added to the supply, period. We have never seen that before as human beings. It is the first time in the history of mankind that you can send any amount of value anywhere in the world at the speed of light at almost no cost and no one can stop you and you need no one's permission to do so. Never seen this before as human beings. Uh, and then it also is resistant to control. No small group of people can control this thing and it cannot be changed. And I'll leave it at that. I mean, we can unpack those statements in other episodes, but those are really important things to understand about Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I, be beautifully said, Alex. Um, let's, let's go over to, to Mike next. I am going to say that as far as what Bitcoin is, it it is the revitalization of the American dream as far as being capable of just saving your excess time and effort to generate wealth that can go on and continue to provide for your family like into the future. But the really important aspect is that it's not limited to those within the borders of the United States of America this time. It allows for the revitalization of the American dream, but allows for the democratization of it across the globe. As far as you can be in Brazil, and if you are saving whatever little excess you have, it could be 50 fucking cents for all it matters. You could be saving your excess in Bitcoin, and then it can turn into something meaningful as long as you just continue to contribute to that little tiny stack and continue to just hold it. It could be, it could even, it could even get to the point of where you're, it's your, like, you are the one to start saving for your family. And maybe you don't see the benefits of it, but you pass it down to you in the next generation. And perhaps they have a meaningful amount where it can change, like, the trajectory of their life. That's what matters. I'll just leave it there. Beautifully said. Yeah, absolutely. Nice. Jordan, why don't you go ahead with your, uh, your, your bachelor party in the background. <laughs> they're, they're very nice ladies. I don't think they're going to make it, but, but. <laughs> They're what do you mean? <laughs> no, I, I don't want to go. I, I know there's going to be people who hear what I'm about to say and be like, that's so like hyperbolic and you're being ridiculous. If you think that like, that's okay. Check back in in a few months, a couple years, a decade or two and understand like what I'm talking about. There were some, big moments in human civilization the discovery of fire spoken language written language the printing press gunpowder there were massive immense events that happened throughout humanity and nobody ever saw it coming it just happened there was nothing that could be do that could be done to stop it it just took over and it changed humanity. That is what Bitcoin is. We are living through a revolution right now. 
And if you think that's hyperbolic, you can get off the train. That's fine. Or you can just stay here for a minute and listen to me. And if you're already on the mission, you already understand this. And I hope that this just lights a flame under you to keep it fucking going. But we are on the precipice, 14 years in, to a massive humanity-wide evolution. Something that's never been seen before. And most people living in it never know they're in it. The coolest fucking thing about this one is like we're experiencing this online on Twitter spaces or YouTube or wherever the fuck we can squeeze this thing in to get this into your fucking earballs. <laughs> but like you're living through it. People in the past didn't like know they were balls. living through it. They just like they just did what they thought needed to be done and went along with it. Like fire changed everything, right? This light this fucking fire under your ass and get on the fucking mission because this like you want to say like oh man like it would have been cool to live like during d-day those were real men like that was a pivotal point or during the revolution or during the civil war or whatever like you quit talking about another time to live in you're living in it now you just need to be on the mission and fight for it oh, and, it's not and this is it and we're gonna talk about this more in future episodes fucking start listening. jordan jordan real quick do you watch archer Okay. Have you not seen my sock account meme? Oh, like, yeah, that's or, true. That's yeah, come on. Yeah, it's in my freaking secret group. Usually, yeah. usually, I don't want to go after Gabe, but tonight I obviously don't want to go after Jordan. Uh, so, Gabe, you're up. All right. <laughs> Take it away, Gandalf. Thanks. Here He's we go. Crush it, you know. He's going to make it just worse. You probably should have gone. <laughs> You know, everybody's touching on a lot of things that are, I mean, I had something that I was going to say, but now I'm not going to say it. So I'm going to say something else, but there's, there there are certain things that have happened and certain things that we have produced as um, humans uh, throughout history that have changed things that have um, really, you know, altered the trajectory of us as, as a species. Um, you know, I believe that America has itself um, made some pretty significant contributions in making that happen. I think that uh, some of the actions and documents that our founding fathers created transformed the world. The Declaration of Independence transformed the world, um, not just our country, but it changed uh, the, co- the concept of individual sovereignty r- around the world. And it still affects that today. I believe the Constitution also does one of those things. Um, one of the main goals of the Constitution is to... Uh, limit the power that the government has. That is something that many other countries have tried to emulate as well. And we have, I, I would say we have not been successful in executing the mission that the, or the purpose that the constitution was designed to carry out. However, um, I do believe that Bitcoin fulfills the promise and the purpose of the constitution I believe that it removes power from government and it brings that limitation that the constitution was written um, to, to enact. Bitcoin does that. Um, it removes that power that they have. It nullifies um, one, of their, one of their primary means of coercion, which is monetary. Um, you know, obviously we know, I mean, if you want to, you know, that's why they impose sanctions. That's why they take people's money when they become a threat. Um, but it removes that from them. So in many ways, 
to me, um, I mean, it, it is a, it is a tremendous balancing force. I actually saw a tweet today. Uh, I was just kind of flipping around in there, and uh, Martel Fox, she said that Bitcoin is uh, power to the people money. That's what it is, power to the people money. And that it hit me, and I was like, you know what? It, it's straightforward, but, man, man that's, that's what it is. It's about power. It's about power, and it's about bringing power to people. And if the power is going to the people, then that means that somebody else isn't going to have it, and that will be the government. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I'm not just I don't just say the government as in ours, but I just mean governments, plural, globally. That's government, what the does. concept. Yeah, the concept of government. Um, it reduces the power that they have over us. And that is a good thing. That should be the way that it is. And that's the way that our nation was designed to be. Um, and and it, it's telling that 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 is perceived as a threat when we say that now. But that is how it was designed to be, was they were meant to have limited amounts of power over us. And this brings that power back into our hands. So I'm going to sum it up with Bitcoin is power. Wow. You guys, I got to tell you, um, it is a pleasure hanging out doing this kind of stuff (laughs) with you guys. Because just to, to hear guys talk about something with such passion and reverence and hope uh, is, is something that I, I don't know. I, I think maybe I had lost for a while. Um, and you know, you know, the, the, the dogma aside, I, th- I think we talked about this quite a bit tonight, but um, there's for me, you know, Bitcoin and I had never really kind of thought of it this way. Um, and in the terms of restoring masculinity uh and and i don't think it just restores masculinity but i think there's a domino effect here when when you get to restore masculinity where you can save well as our forefathers desperately did right yep desperately um what you're able to create is something that is stable for not only yourself but for your counterpart your wife and and that's something that is harmonious. I don't think people, you know, in, in today's world uh, have an understanding of that because I think that our divorce rate is over sixty something percent, maybe closer to seventy. So if you can create a harmonious man that can also trickle down and then create a harmonious feminine nature around him, this starts to do some things that is unprecedented in in modern times. That it is absolutely anti-state, um, is anti-fragile, and starts to restore that family unit, that anti-fragility that is yep. that is common. And when we talk about harmony, uh, not only between ourselves and the feminine, but we're talking about restoring something that is harmonious between not only ourselves and in, in that, but harmonious with nature. Um, you start to look at how to be independent. You're looking at how will the land feed us? How will the land provide for us? How will how will all of this happen? You know, th- this is something that, that Bitcoin provides for and something that, you know, myself and, 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 and millions more uh, people are, are learning uh, how to go back to is, you know, how, how do we live in balance how do how do we how do we start to figure this thing out again and take all these beautiful modernizations that we have in communication 
um, now in not only communication, but communications protocol through Bitcoin and start to apply this to heal. And, you know, for those of you guys that don't know, um, I've been blessed enough to, to join the SWAN team. And I will tell you, it's it's like nothing I've ever experienced before. And I told Alex this earlier because we're starting out from a place where we agree on what the mission is. We agree that, you know, this this long time horizon that possibly that we're not going to see is worth whatever struggle that we're going to be involved in now. And thank God it's us, right, that's that's involved in this now. The the advantage of that is when you start from square one where everybody has a vision to to really take over the world and let everybody be who they're gonna be. And the biggest you know, the, the biggest squabble is, you know, does pineapple belong on pizza? That is a fucking hell of a way to exist and to get things done. So, you know, what is Bitcoin? You know, Bitcoin is harmony and it's hope and it's anti-fragileness and it's independence. And that's, you know, for, for, you know, for everything that it is, which will evolve and become something that we have, we've never even thought about over time in, in some instances. I think that's a good enough place for us to start. It's a good enough place for us to plant the flag and say, this is the line. This is what we will stand for. This is what we won't stand for. And this is where we see us heading together in a unified front. So that's that's what Bitcoin is, I think, for me. And I mean, you know, amongst a, good a, answer. a really, a, a ton of other things. So um mm-hmm. Guys, I, I think you know. And, and unless you guys want to hang out till two thirty again uh, in the morning, no. that's a that's a wrap <laughs> for this show. Uh, usually we rug the audience, but I think t- uh, tonight uh, Twitter rugged us, and so we'll just we'll just sign off in a different way. We'll turn this guy on, and uh, we'll start bumping it up and and fade out into existence. Man, appreciate everybody being here. Um, a real quick plug to the awesome guys over at Fountain FM for doing what they're doing, getting people on the mission, creating sats and feedback loop uh, for Bitcoin. Man, um, probably going to do some things with those guys in the future. Check us out on Fountain FM. Uh, Outside of that, Alex, Mike, Jordan, Gabe, uh, pleasure hanging out always. Thanks for the contribution. Look forward to next Wednesday night. I don't know what the subject is going to be, but it's going to be awesome. I won't talk about murdering people with our bare hands. <laughs> oh my God, it's really dark in Twitter spaces tonight. Yeah. It really was. We all knew it was coming eventually. But, but my money was on getting more like muffy YouTube. I'm fucking stuck. I will beat you all until you fucking die. <laughs>